0: Hey, everybody, my name is Austin Killian. I'm Andrew Harper. And we're both pastors at First Baptist Church in Cleveland. Welcome to the Exiles Podcast, where we talk about life, doctrine, hot topics, and all things Baptist from a gospel centered point of view. Hello, Andrew. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you this morning?
0: I'm good. Um, so, you made me a liar. Oh. Because you said you were going to be off two weeks. I was off two weeks, was I? From this, yes. But then we had to take off a third week because we were just so busy.
1: Oh, yeah. There was a lot of stuff we had to do. We done. had
0: a lot of stuff going on last week. A lot of writing. <laughs> Man, last week was like a blur. And then, like, Sunday came. So, for those of you who are listening, we had our green and white Sundays when we invite a lot of college students to come in. Mm-hmm. We, we give them a meal at lunch. We play some games, get to know them, connect them to some other opportunities at First Baptist Church. And so... It's just a very busy week uh, connecting with students throughout the week on campus, and then Andrew's been writing a lot of curriculum for our Sunday school classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Correlated to our sermons. Yeah, yeah. And then Ryan started. Ryan, yeah. Ryan was our new worship pastor. Shout out to Ryan Marshall. Mm -hmm. He's going to be on here. We're eventually going to get to the topic of worship. And we want him to k- jump in and, and us talk a little bit about worship as a spiritual discipline. So that'll be fun too. So, Andrew. Yes. We talked two weeks ago with our friend Colton. Well, you didn't. I did.
1: Yeah, I was not here.
0: And I wouldn't. He's I my good. friend, not your friend. But anyway, I mean, I know him. We need to get Paul we're on like, on like here. friendly. I've mentioned Paul twice now, and this is the third time. We need to get Paul on here at least once.
1: Yeah, he could talk about lots of things. Okay, cool. So Paul, you talk about promoted. Lebanese food. He's like Lebanese. Is he Lebanese? Yeah,
0: he's half Lebanese. Hmm, interesting. Um, he's from Tupelo. Okay. anyways. And this college, <laughs> we, we don't. Need, he can give all that background when he comes on here. That's right. That's true. Okay. So, um,
1: yeah. what did you and Colton talk about? We talked
0: about evangelism. Wow Yeah, so we wow. talked about you know evangelism, like where, where we see it in the Bible We mm-hmm. talked about how mm-hmm. evangelism is a spiritual discipline mm-hmm. And we, talk, we gave some application to, hey, well, here are some steps you could take A first step you can take to evangelizing But today, we want to talk about evangelism again But this time, we're going to provide resources Some tools Some tools for you to Some use. hammers and wrenches yeah. yeah, that's right To get her done <laughs> That's right so we're going to talk about these tools uh, that you can use to evangelize those who may be close to you but far from God. And so use these tools and um, or these resources, um, and these tools that we give you will lead to more tools and more tools and more tools. So hopefully, uh, by the end of this, you'll be an expert evangelist. That's right. Um, your,
1: your tool bet will be full.
0: Yeah, and if that doesn't work, then I would encourage you to sign up to the Billy Graham School of Evangelism <laughs> at the <laughs> Southern Baptist Seminary. Of the Southern <laughs> Baptist Convention. Go get trained in evangelism. That's right. At <laughs> seminary. That's right. All right. So maybe you start us off. We got two things okay. we're going to talk about today. One of them, you know a lot more about than I do. So go ahead.
1: Uh, so we're going to do tool, two tools. Um, and I was just going to talk about the three circles. And so many of you probably never seen it or, or heard of it. But I'm going to do. Um, A tool called the 15 second testimony and if I had a whiteboard and you were you know maybe with me in the whiteboard then I would uh, basically draw like a cross and on the left of the cross I would put two lines under the cross I'd put two lines and on the right of the cross I'd put two lines and what we're going to do is when you think about this 15 second testimony this is a It can be used for lots of different things. It can be used as like an elevator testimony, like just cold call, going straight to the the gospel kind of transitional phrase. You can use this for that. Or if you're having a conversation with someone and you think it's time for you to begin to transition conversations or that relationship to talk about spiritual things, you can use this kind of 15-second testimony. And it starts with the phrase, there was once a time in my life when so you just start with there was once a time in my life when and you talk about two elements that characterized your life before jesus so it could be there was once a time in my life when i was selfish and had no purpose in the world and then once you've kind of established okay this was there's was a time in my life when i was these two things it doesn't have to be those two things specifically but Two things that would characterize your law, your life without Christ. So let's say selfish and uh, without purpose. Then you're going to say, but then after following Jesus, and that's kind of your transition phrase into who Jesus is. You're going to give two elements that connect uh, what Jesus did to the two things that you were dealing with before Christ. So, if it's selfish, you might say. Well, since following Jesus, I realized that he gave himself for me. So therefore, that's kind of a uh, the antithesis of you being selfish. And he also gives me a purpose or gives me a mission in life. Um, and so you're kind of going to say, there was once a time in my life when I was selfish and without purpose. But now since following Jesus, I realized he gave himself for me and gave me a mission. And now... I seek to serve others and have purpose in my life. And then you want to ask the question to them, has anything like that ever happened to you? And what you're able to do in that little bitty kind of phrase, it's really about two sentences, is you're able to say there was a time in my life when I wasn't like who I am now and this is what my life was like. And now you're going to say, this is what my life was. Uh, you're going to say, this is what my life was. This is what my life is like now. And the thing that makes the difference is Jesus. And it's just a simple kind of way to do two things, to introduce a spiritual element, um, into the conversation, but it also helps you possibly identify with them. Um, if they're in a similar place before Christ, they might be, realizing that they're they're selfish or they're self-seeking or they have no purpose in life or things aren't going the way that they wish that they had gone or they just feel directionless. Um, and so you're able to say, hey, that was, that was true of my life at this point. But now since finding Jesus, I don't have that anymore. I don't feel that way. I don't think that way. That's not my life anymore. And so what it does is it introduces something that maybe connects to them and their lostness. It gives them the solution to that lostness, and it also shows in the result whenever you trust and follow Jesus. And it's just a short way to, if you have you know 15 seconds in an elevator to just share the gospel with someone, and the Holy Spirit's like, share the gospel. There you go. You can say that phrase. Or I find it really helpful, especially in conversations, to um, connect to uh, a spiritual conversation, maybe coming from something that wasn't. Um, and one way that this, this can this can act or this can kind of uh, happen is you're having a conversation with someone who's lost and maybe they're talking about someone else. maybe they're talking about a problem they have with a person at work or a relationship with their family and they just go they're so selfish, they're so self- so centered they don't they don't think about anything else but themselves and you go you know there was a, once a time in my life when I was like that and I had no purpose in the world uh, and I was exactly like that person you're talking about but, Really, since following Jesus, I saw that he gave himself for me and that he gave me a mission to be a part of. And, and now, because of him, I, I seek to serve other people, and I really have a purpose in my life. Has that ever happened to you? And so there's an element of awkwardness, obviously, because you're introducing a spiritual element to the conversation. But it's not as strange or as, as contrasting.
0: It kind of fits into the, the conversation.
1: Right. And it allows you to kind of put your cards on the table and say, I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Here's who I was before that. Here's who I am now. Yeah. Um, And so that's the 15 second
0: testimony. Well, that took you about 15 minutes to explain. So, no, I'm (laughs) kidding. We did good. (laughs) No, it makes sense. I like that a lot. So that's one resource that we would love to give to you today that we hope that you find uh, helpful. The other one is, like Andrew mentioned, the three circles. The three circles is a simple way to have gospel conversations. As you tap through the slides, you'll see how God has organized the world to work, what's gone wrong, and how we can respond to him. Tap the right arrow to get started. You might want to tell them that you're using an app. I am using an app. (laughs) So um, the three circles, actually, if you just type in three circles in the app store, you can actually find... Uh, the three circles, and it will walk you through and explain it. It has videos, video training on evangelism. It has the Who's Your One initiative on there where you can be praying for your one and send in your one's name for, so that others can be praying for your one who have this app. It also provides free resources like books that talk about evangelism, that talk about discipleship, and all these other things. So it really is a pretty cool app. But um, yeah, I thought it would be a really good transition just for me to read right there <laughs> what Go it for is. It. But so imagine that I am in a room with you and we have a whiteboard and we're going to draw these three circles. And in between these three circles, we're going to have an arrow that points from one circle to the next until it makes a full circle. Okay? And the first circle. is going to be God's design. And so that's when we just sit down and we tell people about what God's design is for the world. And we know that the Bible says that this was God's original design, that God saw that all he had made and it was very good. We know that from Genesis chapter 1. We also know from Psalm chapter 19 verse 1 that "...the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies proclaim the work of his hands." And so we know that that God's design is for the world that he created to be very good, and that that good world that he created would ultimately point back to him and glorify him uh, as uh, the creator and the king of this world. But we run into this problem, which is where this arrow comes in. This arrow is pointing to another circle that stems from God's design, and that arrow is sin something has happened and we know that Romans three twenty three says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and Romans six twenty three said because of this sin the wages of that sin is death and we know that God promised that those who if Adam and Eve were to eat the fruit in the garden and they were not to trust in his promises and they were not to trust in his provision then they would as God said surely die and that's exactly what they did so sin has entered into the world and because of sin we have this other circle, and within that other circle, we fill in the word brokenness. And so brokenness has entered into the world, and people try to make things right. They try to make things good by going and pursuing other things they think will satisfy them. So you may think of someone who pursues alcoholism, or they may pursue um, their, their lustful desires or something like that. And we know from Romans chapter 1, verse 25, it says, They exchange the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served something created instead of the Creator. And that's where we find us because of sin, in this state of brokenness separated from the Creator, worshiping things that were in fact created. Um, But then we have this good news, which is the third circle, the good news of the gospel, the story of Jesus Christ. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, That whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Or Colossians 2.14 that says, He erased the certificate of death and has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. And so we have this good news of Jesus Christ for anyone who has sinned and anyone who is broken. They can run to Jesus Christ. They can repent and believe as as Peter points out in Acts chapter 2. They repent and believe in him, and they trust in the good news of Jesus Christ. So Mark chapter 1, verse 15 says, Repent and believe in the good news. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from work, so that no one can boast. Romans ten nine says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the route out of brokenness, to trust and believe in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, or the story of who Jesus is. And those who have received the gospel, they go into this, what we would call a spiritual word here, the this, this season of sanctification, right? We have been justified by the cross of Christ. We've been sanctified. And that process of sanctification is us recovering and also pursuing God's design, and so we come back, and this, and this third arrow is drawn from the gospel to God's design. And so Philippians chapter 2, verse 13 says, For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purposes. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, he says, For we are his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk. In them, and so God's God's good design, though it was broken because of sin, and we fought, we chased after brokenness. We've received this good news of Jesus Christ, who came to save us, and through that good news, we can repent and believe in Him and be restored to God's original design. And God has invited us to be a part of that mission, to inviting other people to join in to to move into a new heaven and a new earth, where. God's design will one day be fully restored. And that is the three circles. And so there's other ways you can use the three circles. Some people start from God's design, and they move through brokenness, and they move through to the gospel. But some people may just start in brokenness. So maybe you have someone who comes to you and you say, you know what, I just don't think that this is how the world should be. And you say, you know what, you're right. God's design is blah, 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 and you explain to them what God originally designed this world to be. But you may you may have someone who is prideful and arrogant in in their sin, and they and they boast in their sin. And maybe you need to be more upfront with them and say, hey, you are pursuing things that ultimately will lead to um, uh, unsatisfaction, and that will ultimately lead to you, Uh, falling into more brokenness. And so you might start with that circle of brokenness and say, hey, you don't have to pursue these things because of the good news of Jesus Christ and because of the the good design that God had originally and that he wants us to get back to even now. Or you might just need someone who is just down and out, like they realize they're in a broken state. And they just need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So you might just start, hey, have you heard the good news of Jesus? Have you heard the gospel? Because of the gospel, you can repent and believe, and you can trust in him, and he will restore you, and he will make all things new once again, which is God's original design all along. So... Like I said, there are several different ways that you can attack the three circles. You can even write it out, um, but I would encourage you to memorize kind of the how it's laid out and then use that as a way to explain the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ and the way that someone can repent and trust in him uh, without having to draw everything out. But like I said, download that app. It's a great app to have. Andrew, do you have anything else when it comes to evangelism that we might need to know?
1: Uh just do it. I I would I would concur. <laughs> um no, I think there's there's a lot of different um ways to go about doing it, a lot of different um tools out there. But I would just say um one thing to remember whenever you're using a tool um, or just having a conversation to focus on that. Focus on conversation, not presentation. Mm. Um, your goal is not to just present information to them. It's to give them the the correct biblical information
0: in a conversation. Which I would say, that I mean, that is the pitfall, I guess, of using tools like this, is is that we would get so focused on, well, did I say it right? Did I do it right? Trust in Scripture when it says that the Holy Spirit is with you in those moments. Mm -hmm. And,
1: And, like, God can use, I mean, God can use your presentation if you fumble through it and you're nervous and that kind of thing, but... Um, Just remember to have a conversation with someone and then use that tool to help maybe be a framework for that conversation. Right. Um, And so just remember to try to connect with that person uh, first and then give them the information that's coming from your tool.
0: Yeah, I think that when we talk about these presentations that we – like you had mentioned it when you were giving your example to – as you're giving your example, I can tell that you're thinking someone is intentionally listening in this conversation. And as they, as you're listening, you hear, oh, man, this person's broken. Like, well, We want to meet them in that brokenness. We want to meet them in their sorrow, but we also want to give them the hope of Jesus Christ in that. Mm-hmm. And so these tools are more so used to, I guess, spark some memory mm-hmm. in some ways or to just, like, again, organize our thoughts as we're talking. But it's not necessarily meant to say, okay, let's – Let's sit down and let me draw you this picture. Mm-hmm. You know that us drawing a picture is more of a training exercise than right. it is a than is an actual share of the gospel. Yeah,
1: right. And and there's different contexts where that could be the case. If you've gotten someone who's not a Christian to come have a Bible study with you or is interested in seeking, then you might can use the app and draw it out for them or you know walk them through that. Um, more so, it's like having a conversation. And, and if they mention something and you kind you kind of go okay. Does that fall in like the brokenness circle or God's design circle or um, you know, what's, what's, what's the circle this falls into? Um, and so like the other day, I had a conversation with someone and they mentioned um, they're talking about heaven. And they were talking about, well, you know, I just hope that at the end of the day, you just hope that you get in. And what it did was it, it kind of it keyed me in on <clears throat> one, they don't know how to get in to heaven. Um, but some part of it keyed me into God's design is that he, he just hopes that he's in heaven, which ultimately God's design was for us to be with him. And so you could take that and say, well, you know what, that that was God's design all to begin with, for us to be with him in heaven. And, and you're hoping to get in. Do you know why you wouldn't get in? Mm-hmm. And now we're now in brokenness. Yeah, This is the reason why we wouldn't get in because X, Y, Z, sin led us to brokenness and the God wants to be with us, and he really does, um, and he's provided his son, but we have to trust and believe in in him to be able to do that. And so now you've kind of worked through the circle yeah, uh, and a mentally in yeah. a natural conversation. So that's really
0: yeah. what it's supposed to be used for. Yeah, and then uh, lastly, I just want to encourage you to trust that God has uh, sovereignly decided that his plan, his mission to save souls would succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you can share the gospel with confidence, knowing that God's word will accomplish its mission. It may not save every soul that you you share the gospel with, but it will it will accomplish its purpose. And that's why I think I, I lean so much into Ephesians two verse ten, when it says that we are created in Christ Jesus for good works that He prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. So God has prepared good works that we would walk in, and I think part of that is the work of evangelism. So let's just trust that the Just as God did a good work in us through someone evangelizing us, trust that God will do a good work in you and someone evangelizing, or you evangelizing someone else.
1: That's right. All right, that's going to be it for us today. Uh, Be sure to like, subscribe, share, send, all those great things. Um, Also, if you've got questions you want us to answer, please email us at thexlspod at gmail.com. And until next time, peace. Bye now.